Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera, and I am your host, career coach, and job search ally. People strive to find career happiness, purpose, and satisfaction, and yet end up in a career path that does not align with their goals and overall purpose. If you are launching your career or ready for your next career move, this podcast will empower you to pave your path and take the action steps to get you where you need to be. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I am your host. Uh, As we begin a new year, many of us are ready to set new goals in various areas of our lives. Many of us are seeking to grow personally and professionally. And some of us are ready to find our purpose and unlock our innate gifts. And so I thought that we would invite a very special guest that can walk us through ways that we can identify our uh, purpose, our vision, and really embrace our identity. So today we have Nikita Lawrence. Nikita, thank you for joining me on my podcast today. Oh my gosh, thank you for the invitation. I was so excited when we were talking about this. And so I think it's wonderful the work that you do, Liz, and who you are. So it's a pleasure to be here with you tonight. I think the pleasure is all mine. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you so people know a little bit of your background. Uh, So Nikita is the CEO of Wealth Success Chamber Enterprises, LLC, founder of Wealth Leadership Academy. Uh, She is a John Maxwell corporate leadership trainer, which I think is super cool. Uh, she is a keynote speaker and she is the best-selling author of The Secret of the Wealth Success Chamber. And we are going to be uh, unpacking some of the talking points that you have in your book today, uh, which I'm very excited to, to really speak to you about some of these things because I personally read the book and went through some of the exercises And I think that people will really find what you have to share uh, extremely uh, helpful and valuable. So before we dive in, uh, I, you know, I would really like for you to talk a little bit about, you know, you as far as what is your purpose, your vision, and who is it that you serve? Oh, that's such a good question. You hit me from the beginning, Liz, with with the gusto. I really, so I'll back up. I, um, and I'll answer this question a couple of ways. When I was, I'm a woman of faith. And so I'm a wife and I'm a mom now. And when I was about 17 years old, I rededicated my life to God, right? I'm a, I'm a Christian woman. And, and a part of that journey for me personally was to really begin to understand my purpose. And I knew that, okay, if I'm going to live a life for God and love people and I want to do the work I was created to do. I don't want to just be successful in some things that I could be successful in, but I want to really come to terms with my purpose, why I exist. And so I went on this journey and this journey was to discover my purpose. And it took about nine months. And after that time frame. I was praying for purpose and God answered my prayer by giving me vision. So what I believe is that we seek purpose, but as a part of us seeking purpose, we find vision. And so for me, a part of the vision that God had given me was that 
I have the gift of being able to unlock the gifts that are in others, really to inspire them, encourage them, and to help them get along their pathway of purpose to do the work they were created to do. Now, I didn't know at that time, at the age of 18, as this was revealed, um, that that would look like coaching and training and mentoring. I didn't even know that coaching was a thing then. I was just thinking, you know, <laughs> God, I want to do whatever you created me to do. And the avenue that that was revealed to me was media. And so it was via talking with people, sharing with people, very similar work to what I do in coaching. But in coaching, I take them on a deeper journey. And But I didn't know that was what it would look like. But so I believe my purpose is to inspire leaders, women, all around the world to understand that one, they have a unique gift and a purpose. And number two, that they have the opportunity to change the world when they open it up. A lot of people, I think they seek purpose and they're looking for what their purpose is. And essentially it's to make a difference in the world. It's Mm. to make the world better doing the thing you were created to do. And so I think sometimes we, we ask and what is my purpose, but a better question is what's the vision that I have for my life? What's the vision that I can accomplish or what's something that I can build that makes the world better for the future. And so that is what I believe my purpose is in my work. I'm a career and business consultant, a woman's business coach. And I work with, you know, women and leaders, executives who are already successful. They're already accomplished. They've already reached the height in their career, but they're desiring something more. I teach them how to discover identity and really pursue their purpose in the career or business that is in full alignment with their vision, their values, their mission, and their quality of life goals. So that was a long answer (laughs) to a short question, but that's what I would share. And you practice what you preach, right? So you've, you've gone through the journey and now you are walking others in, 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 in that process. Um, And I, and I know that that is what your book is about because there is a ton of self-reflection um, but, you know, you, you title your book, you know, this Wealth Success Chamber. What exactly is the Wealth Success Chamber? So the Wealth Success Chamber was really birthed from this, this thought of how people, we often were seeking wealth and we're seeking success and we often seek it externally. And we believe that there are things that we have to do to create or to achieve that externally. And we don't look within. And what I believe God revealed to me was that, you know, the essence of our wealth, the richness of who we are, it's in what you can't see. It's in our spirit and our soul embedded in in the fibers of our being as, as humans. And when we can tap into that inner most richness, which I believe we find when we get into connection and relationship with God. Um, But when we begin to tap into that and into love and the, the deepest places of love, and we begin to see ourselves as who we really are, our identity, then we can begin to experience success, wealth, abundance from the inside out not from the outside in. And so the wealth success chamber is just, it's the innermost place of the the soul and the spirit and the place where all the richness is housed within you that you have to begin to unlock to experience the fullness of life so that as you do create success externally, it's not just um, 
temporary and it's not just something that uh, still has you missing another element. You know, I would read these stories and hear about these super successful, amazing leaders and entrepreneurs that were, you know, some of the richest people in the world and they would take their lives. And I would be so heartbroken and devastated. And I would wonder, wow, like, how can you have it all? But there's still something missing. How do you how do you have everything you've ever wanted? You have enough money to buy whatever you ever wanted or desired, but there's still something missing. And I believe that piece that sometimes is missing is that inner harmony, that inner peace and that inner place of joy and uh, understanding and clarity around your purpose, your identity, and the richness and wealth of what's on the inside. Oh my gosh, I love all of that. I feel like that is one of the hardest things to do to really listen to yourself. And it's really, it's a challenge for many of us to um, unlock that. And it could be a scary place to go as well, right? And so, you know, a lot of times it's it's superficial or it's, you know, one-sided and, you know, success, people think of monetary success, right? But once they get that, it's like, wait, why is there still a void? And that's because maybe they're not embracing other parts of their full holistic identity. And that's what you do. You help uncover, unveil those areas that people maybe are, too afraid or not sure how to kind of tap into those innate strengths, which I love talking about, but also your values and, you know, who you are in your core. Um, and I love that you said like your inner harmony. I think when all those pieces are put together, it, it does give you clarity um, and that allows you to kind of create that vision that you talk about. Um, so in your book, you, you walk, you walk the reader through a 10 day journey. And while we're not going to talk about all the key areas uh, and, and all the days, because I would really encourage people to uh, to, you know, check out your book and, and go through this process. I thought it would be really neat to hear you talk about some of these specific uh, days. So you 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 know, day one focuses on. It's called my current perspective on my identity, purpose and vision. So why is it so important to start there? Such a good question. And so it's important to um, pause and to understand your own perspective about who you are. So often we we listen to the stories um, that other people tell us about who we are mm. or we listen to um, and we subscribe to others expectations about who we're supposed to be. And and often um, I just I believe that when you understand your identity and you can begin to seek purpose so that you find vision, that is what harnesses a focus on your life. This is what gives your life a centering and a direction so that you then operate every decision that you make can be as a result of the clarity of the vision you have. Um, to fulfill your purpose and knowing who you are. So identity answers the question, um, really two questions. In the book, I have readers answer the first part of that, which is who am I, right? Mm -hmm. Who am I? And not from the perspective of, 
Oh, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a teacher. I'm a not not any of those things. But who am I really? What are my character? What's my character? What are my beliefs? What are my values? What do I stand for? How do I how do I see myself beyond the titles? Beyond what I call the assignments? Being a mother, I believe, is an assignment. Being a wife is an assignment because you gotta it requires some things. <laughs> and and who am I really? What's the substance? that I'm made of. And so being able to become clear about your identity and and really taking the time to to seek out that purpose. What is my purpose? Why am I here? Well, you know, the secret is to make a difference, right? To make a difference in the world, using your gift, doing the thing you were created to do and fulfilling the vision that you have. And the so purpose answers, why am I here? Vision is the question that answers, what will I accomplish? And I would add to that and build for the future using my gift. Because often, you know, we can sometimes feel, especially sometimes um, when I meet those who feel that they're not sure what their purpose is, Mm -hmm. it's often not that they're not sure. It's that they haven't stepped into the certainty of the ideas that they've been given that can make a difference. And sometimes that shows up as, you know, somebody's should do blah, 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 blah. You know, it'd be nice if one day we could have blah, 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 blah. And all of those somebody shoulds and those one day somebody coulds are you. That's right. Pulling on you to begin to make a difference. But when we don't see ourselves from the right perspective, we don't even know we have the ability to to experience and to exercise leadership in that type of result or accomplishment. We see that as for somebody somebody else who's already successful or already accomplished or already whatever it is, not understanding that that seed of greatness, that seed of wealth was already placed on the inside of us before we were ever born. We just needed to become aware and awaken to it so that we can then come into alignment and fulfill that vision. And so whenever, and this is for anyone that's listening, if you're like, I'm not sure what my purpose is, go back to the last vision or idea that you had that brought you joy, that you thought was so big, it was so much bigger than you, you had no idea how it could ever happen, but it was the, you know, it would really be nice if one day blank, or the thing that you maybe wrote down in your journal 15, 20 years ago, even maybe as a child, that you never hung on to, to really see it through, because when you go back to the vision, that's the place where you'll find your purpose. That's right. So, oh my gosh, you said so many things that I want to, you know, unpack a little bit more as well. But there's one thing I know you talked about, you're you're like, you know, someone should, or it'd be great if, right? And I know I find myself doing that too. Now, that's because people don't believe in their abilities, like you're saying, you know, like somebody else may be more equipped to do that. And you're saying like, no, it's within you because you obviously care about this, that you're, you know, articulating it. So, that brings me to my next question. So thinking about, you know, people, the, your confidence. And as I was going through your exercises, you you have a reflection section about your success stories. Mm-hmm. And I, in my experience working with students and clients, people struggle with identifying those success stories 
because they don't recognize some of their successes as successful because they're not grand. They're not, you know, uh, I don't know, life changing. And they undervalue those successes or accomplishments. So I can I can see someone having a difficult time in that section. How can you guide someone to really own those success stories? How how do you encourage people to really, you know, dig deep in, in identifying those things? That's a great question. I think the the way to see success is to see yourself as success, right? So the difference between saying, um, I succeeded in this and saying I'm a successful person is mm. the place to begin because if the belief is not if the belief is not that, if the belief is not that I am a successful person, but the belief is that I am a failure, I'm unsuccessful, I'm ill-equipped, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough, then it blocks your ability to even see and perceive in the right way. And so the first thing I would say is to settle up and make a decision about what you believe what you really believe about who you are, that identity piece of it. And as you then reframe, and and I like to, to guide um, clients in a way that, you know, if you have different beliefs that come up um, that you wish you didn't believe, beliefs that are not supportive to the future or outcome that you desire or deserve or that you see, allow them to come up um, understand the root cause where they came from and 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 make a decision to release it so that you can move beyond it so for example let's say if if the belief is that i'm not smart enough because maybe at the age of seven someone told you that you were stupid Mm. and you Mm -hmm. still believe that even though you're 45 55 that that has been the story that has been repeated and replayed in your mind then if you believe that you are not smart, right? Enough because you believe you're stupid, but you identify the root of that and that one is not true. Okay. (laughs) Two, you know, even if that part of you was injured, that little girl or little boy doesn't have to remain broken at 45, 55. If we then reframe what is true about who you are, right? But going back to the place and the origin of where these things began, I believe is the pathway and the journey to healing and wholeness so that you can see correctly. Identify the root of it. Decide whether or not it's true. Likely, if it's a belief not supportive to your future, it's not. And even if it was true or factual about your past, it doesn't have to be the truth of your future, right? You decide what you believe, but you have to make take a pause and also see yourself as success. And if you don't reframe those beliefs that you hold true and be willing to divorce those that are not, I think sometimes some some of the hardest work is divorcing a belief that may have been passed down to us by someone that we love. And so sometimes when we are holding on to these beliefs or these experiences, because they come from someone that we love, even if they're painful or unsupportive to our future, it keeps us hindered and it keeps us living in a place where we're not playing out to our full potential in life, in our careers or in our businesses. You know, oh my goodness, this is a, a, 
an area that I actually wanted to talk about. And that I know that I read that for day six, uh, day six, you have who and what have I allowed to taint or distort my self image mm -hmm. that really resonated with me. And I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people uh, because, you know, you, you, I'm going to quote you here. You say, many of us can recall and vividly remember some of the hurtful things that have been set, said to or about us, even as children, though we mean, though we may now be middle aged. Uh, I think that holds so there's so much truth to that. Cause you know, you could be again, yeah, middle age and you're like, Oh, but why am I, why do I lack confidence in this? Or why am I so afraid of this? And if you really think back and like, wow. And like you said, it could even be somebody that, that, that you love someone close to you. And it was not, it was not in like ill intention, but it stays with us for a long time. And being able to kind of get past that is, is super important. And you have some exercises that people can go through to start thinking more about, okay, is this what I really believe? Or is this something that was kind of passed down to me mm -hmm. and letting go of those things? Because those are the barriers, right. That, that hold us from that progress. Um, so you really hit it right on the nail there, at least for me. Um, I, you know, you have a lot of deep things and I tell you, you know, as I was going through the exercise of myself, I'm like, wow, <laughs> she's good. She's, and I'm a self-reflective person. And, and you really had me thinking about things that I have not thought about. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of change gears a little bit here. Um, there's for day three, and, and this is something that I'm very passionate about. And I talk to my students and my clients, you talk about what is my personal brand? So mm -hmm. in your experience, why is our personal brand so important and how can we be more intentional in creating our brand? Oh, that's such a good question. I think your personal brand is important because that's who you are, right? And so identity, you know, is is who you are and how you see yourself. Your brand is how everybody else experiences you. And so if you are, if there is a disconnect, and for many of us, there is some type of distance between who we believe we are and how other people see us, whether that is they see us better, worse, indifferent, right? <laughs> um, but there is a distance there. And I believe, especially for those of us that desire to make a difference in during our lifetime and we want to make an impact or we want to accomplish certain things in our careers or in our families or in our communities, we have to be aware of how others are perceiving us. And sometimes I found that that's not always an easy, <laughs> an easy journey if you're not someone who focuses on just really being reflective and aware and and asking the hard questions. You know, one of the exercises in there is to, hey, go and ask a couple of people how they would describe you. Right. And, mm -hmm. and that's interesting. Right. And so what I found from hundreds of people who have, you know, gone through this exercise, it's always almost always the same in that, you know, the reader learns that there are different aspects of them that are uh, experienced favorably that they didn't even see in themselves. And so often, sometimes it, it can feel like this, like gigantic task, like, oh, what is someone going to say? Are they going to say I'm whatever? Are they going to see all of my flaws or tell me all my weaknesses? Most times when you choose those people, 
they are like, you know, I really enjoy this about you. You're really this or that. And they can add to who you are that you may not even be aware of and how you're showing up and how they're experiencing you. And so I think personal branding is it's so important because it's your reputation. It's your name. It's who you are, how others experience you. And you want um, each of us desires, you know, to be received favorably. Or even if there's some feedback that's less than perfect, where it kind of <laughs> It's like, ah, it gives you the opportunity to to um, redirect your actions or your behaviors so that you are congruent with who you desire to be. All right, Nikita. So another day that you have uh, in your book is so it's day eight uh, and it's how does fear alter my perception of my personal worth or value? Whew. <laughs> so for many of us, <laughs> you know, we have so many goals and dreams, but as you know, one of the things that stop us from doing whatever it is that we dream of doing or, you know, meeting our goals is fear. And in your mm -hmm. book, one of the excerpts that really, you know, resonated with me again, a lot of your, a lot of your book resonated with me, <laughs> but you write Fear is a deadly weapon that will paralyze you and prevent you from any type of progress if you allow it to rule your life. Mm -hmm. That's deep. Um, so in your experience, in your knowledge and insight, how can we prevent fear, uh, in your words, from governing our emotions and choices? Ooh. <laughs> that is such a good question. And I think the reality of it is that we all experience fear, mm. every one of us, whether it's the new person just beginning on their journey in their first career or the successful CEO who is going to deliver, you know, a new project update that may or may not work, Every, you know, or the successful people that we hold in high esteem that we admire or see on TV or we read about in these magazines. Everyone experiences fear, but every, what separates I believe those who go on to become the greats from those who don't and who live mediocre lives is the response to the fear. Mm, so yeah. what I like to teach is that, um, and it's in the book, action is the antidote for fear. Yes. Action. <laughs> action is the antidote for fear. And what that means is that when you experience that fear, making a commitment to take action over it, which is my definition of courage, taking action over fear is, is being courageous. Um, that is what allows you to progress forward in your life or in your career or in your business. And so when you experience the fear, being able to say, listen, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not afraid. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not scared. OK, so fear, I may like see you. I may feel you. My armpits may be sweating. My knees <laughs> may be shaking. I mean, there have been many times I've delivered keynote messages and literally, even though I enjoy speaking, I have a little bit of nervousness, a little bit of nervous energy that is fear based. Right. And because I'm doing this new thing, it's unfamiliar 
familiar. And so there is that, you know, that response. And even if I'm like my my knees are shaking or I remember even there was a time I had to give, I think, my first sermon in, in the church. And and Liz, I had on heels. My little heels were wobbling like this. there was like a little stand there, thankfully. So no one else saw. But I shared that because our body responds to it. Right. So we'll have physical responses to it. But understanding that even fear, if I see you, if I feel you, I'm may be sweating. I may stutter when I'm speaking. I may blubber up a word. I may, you know, all these things may happen. I'm not going to allow my life to be controlled by you. So I'm going to take a step forward in the face of the fear. I'm not going to wait to become fearless to do the thing I was created to do or to progress my life forward. I'm going to do it with the fear, understanding that the more action I take over fear, the more brave and courageous I become, the more I'm moving toward the life or career or business I really desire and deserve. And the longer I stay held hostage by fear, the longer I stay in the in a experience of life that is below what I was ever intended to experience. Yes. And, and staying in that comfort zone, you know, I always tell people, you know, you have to step out of your comfort zone and it is a hard thing to do, but I'm like, I had to write down your quote. I love that. Action is the antidote to fear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I, you know, you share your story and I, I want to quickly share my story about, about that. I was terrified of public speaking as well. And I, I do still get nervous, uh, mm-hmm. but this is what I do for a living. Right. And I remember when I first applied to career services, you know, when I first started, I was told that I had to do presentations and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I've done presentations, but we're talking about like, I have to do presentations in front of students in the auditoriums, like 50, hundred plus students. I was terrified and I'm like, yes, I can do that. And I just believed it. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I know I'm scared and I would dread when I had to go in front of a group of people. I would be shaking. I wouldn't even hold a piece of paper in front of me because I'm like, my hands going to be shaking. I don't want them to see that. And so I would watch videos or read books about public speaking. And over time, I actually looked forward to it and I enjoy it brings me joy. And I would have never known that had I not kind of stepped out of it. And I really wanted that job. So I'm like, that's not going to stop me. I'm just going to do it, throw myself in the deep end, and then I'll figure it out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's so true. And and I live by that. But there's definitely a lot of other fears. But one at a time. Yeah. And I would even add, like, a, a good friend of mine, she's a business and a mindset coach. And she shared with me, she said, you know, Nikita, um, when you, whenever you feel that nervousness or that nervous energy, it's just excitement. And it's just your brain registering excitement because you're doing something new. You're engaging in a new experience. And you should have that because it's new. And so what I like to always share is that, you know, thinking about one, engaging the fear, like don't allow it to shut you down, engage with it. You can even ask yourself, what's the worst that'll happen? Sometimes, you know, we don't even ask us, we think the worst possible outcome and as if it's going to destroy our world and then we don't do whatever we're supposed to do or that we desire to do. But it's like, well, what's, 
you know, what's the worst that happened? Maybe it won't work out, but what happens if it will work out? Yes. And, and more importantly than even the result, who do I become as a result of practicing courage, practicing courage and courageous action and being in a position where I'm practicing, you know, stepping out, even for me with even writing, you know, writing the first book that I, the secret of the wealth success chamber that we're talking about today, you know, I went through fear of what if no one gets it or what if no one reads it or what if all these different things, but my commitment and my practice have been for at least consistently I would say 10 years prior to that, taking action over my fear, moving beyond my comfort zone, doing what made me uncomfortable, asking the big questions, even if I thought the answer would be no, still taking action. It became a commitment for me to see certain things through. And so when I started to write the book, even when the fear came up of well, what about this or what about that or what all these different things that can come up when you're embarking on something new, mm. I was committed to moving past the fear anyway. And you are a testament of that, that you that you face, you know, fear, uh, you know, with writing this book and and you're a best-selling best author like that is amazing. I, you know, I'm listening to you and I'm like, I, you are such an inspiration and you just go for it. And I, I, and I think that, you know, a lot of people, especially people that are in this business that, you know, they want to write a book. And, you know, I hear people that I list that I follow influencers that they're like, okay, I'm ready for that next step. And, you know, they, they don't pursue it or for, for whatever reason. Right. And you're like, no, I have this vision. I have this clarity. I'm just going to start writing. And then the next thing, you know, you have this finished product and you're, you're changing lives. You're making an impact. You're making a difference. And I think that that, that is amazing. And I can't wait to read your next book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So Thank you. you have so much, again, so much great content. And so for day 10, um, you end with, you know, am I ready to access my wealth success chamber? How do we know we're ready? I think you have to make the commitment to be ready, right? And so I don't think it's a question. It's not, it really is one of those rhetorical questions where it's like, am I ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> because truthfully, if you're ready to experience uh, greater success, fulfillment, meaning, harmony, joy, peace, abundance in your life, you're ready to take that journey within yourself and you're ready to begin to activate and to take action on the gifts that you have. I mean, one of the things I love about this book is that for those who maybe are stuck or they're feeling cloudy or they're not really sure where they are, it meets you where you are. So it's not just for someone at the beginning of their journey. I've had um, readers who were in their 60s plus and they're experiencing the same level of growth and uh, self-reflection and awareness and awakening to purpose even at that age and at that stage of life. And so I think asking, you know, am I ready to access my wealth success chamber or to unlock it? It's like, am I ready for more in my life? Am I ready to not continue to be where I've always been? Am I ready to really create the life that I've always desired and deserved, but maybe was a little afraid of doing that? Or maybe I had some things lingering in the background, some debris. And so making a commitment to choose yourself beyond even your greatest hurt or your greatest pain or your greatest disappointment frees you to continue to move forward 
in your life or in your career, or in your business, because as long as we hold on to people and we hold on to unforgiveness and we hold on to these things that just were sometimes unthinkable that happened to us, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to heal and to move forward and to be better. Yeah. Wow. You have given us so much to process and digest. I feel that, you know, many of my listeners, including myself, you know, we have these goals and it's a new year and we're ready for our next move. You know, some people are ready for that next career move, maybe a career change, maybe going back to school, personal academic goals. And I think that a lot of what you covered today all those things need to be considered, right? And it and it goes beyond just like, okay, I'm ready for the job search or, you know, whatever the case may be. You have to really dig deeper. And I think you've offered, and in your book, you offer these tools that really allow that space to go in, dig deep, and really think about what you want. And I think many people don't know really what that is. And asking those questions. And like I said, when I read your book, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a lot that I had not considered. And I know that a lot of people don't think about. So I think that this is such a great way to kick off our year. And I know that my listeners are going to find value and, and great meaning in, in this conversation. So as we conclude our conversation, what is one key takeaway that you would want people to know? Oh, <laughs> I know there's so much. We've covered so much. <laughs> that's a good question. Whoever, whoever it is that sees this, who may feel um, unworthy mm-hmm. or feel as though they're not enough, to know that you already are more than enough. You're already more than enough. And it doesn't matter if others around you, they haven't seen it, they haven't acknowledged it. You're more than enough and you have more than enough strength to pick up your life, your career, your business, wherever you are, Mm -hmm. and to begin to progress it forward. You have that truth that you already are enough in, in this moment and that you have enough strength to pick up pick up your life, pick up the pieces, pick up your career, pick up your business and progress it forward one day at a time, one step at a time. Yes. So that was not a dose of inspiration. This was a jolt of inspiration. Uh, Thank you so much, Nikita. You are fabulous and you're obviously tapping into your gift and sharing it with the world. Uh, And I'm grateful that you are sharing it with, with my audience and I, you know, we met and, and, you know, I'm like, she needs to be on my podcast. Uh, <laughs> how can people connect with you? How can people find you? So I would say go to my website is one of the best places to go. It's just NikitaLawrence.com. You'll find opportunities to sign up for free webinar trainings. You'll also be able to read articles that I've published on Thrive Global. You'll be able to, um, if you want to purchase inspirational merchandise or wear t-shirts or hoodies or that really speak to the best and brightest parts of you, you'll be able to do that. And even purchase an ebook bundle. So right now, Liz, something 
something that we're in the finishing works of is uh, releasing an ebook bundle that comes with not only this book, but a few other additional resources to support leaders and readers and everyone really that desires to go deeper in their journey to get clarity before they make that career move, before they start that business in that place. And so that's what I would welcome to stay connected right on the website, NikitaLawrence.com. That's the best place you'll want to start. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much. I am super grateful and I appreciate you. 